All right, welcome back to Blake's Takes, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. With me, my co-host, Garrett, as always. Hey, guys. Say hey to the folks, Garrett. What's new, Garrett? What uh, you got going on in your life? Not much, you know. Uh, just chilling. Got shoulder surgery recently. That, yeah. That's fun. Uh-huh. So, you know, this is my second one. Second on my, one. On my other shoulder. So I've had two shoulder surgeries as well. Yours was on the same one, though. Same shoulder, <laughs> yep. That, that, that sucks, but... It's a, honestly, I'd rather have it on one than both. Uh, yeah, true. Because at least you know one's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know my right one's good now, yeah. but I don't know, man. It's annoying. To it's just annoying. Can't work for a little bit. Yeah. For it's anyone gonna, that's gonna, got in surgery, you know, it's a long process. Yeah, it's gonna hurt the wallet a little bit, but yeah. Okay, so today brings us Avatar two. I feel like I have a lot to say about this movie. I'm going to get your opinion in just a minute. All right. Um, but before we do start this uh, podcast episode, I do want to give a shout out to the Mental Chillness Podcast, which is co-hosted by my friend Khan. I know you don't know her, but um, we used to work out every day during COVID. I remember you talking about yes, her, yes. actually, now that you say that. Because, I mean, no gyms were available. So yep. we would go get garage workouts in every mm-hmm. day at Summer's Parents Place. But the Mental Chillness Podcast is a safe place that heals the power of laughter it's led by two fairy buff mothers, Con and Jules, individuals with mental illness that come together weekly with occasional guests to share their daily process of working towards mental chillness. Coming from childhood environments that weren't open about mental well-being, emotional self-regulation, Con and Jules are opening up the conversations of the everyday struggles of dealing with ADHD, depression, anxiety, epilepsy, and growing into adulthood. They share tips and tricks of emotional awareness from their personal experiences and how they hold themselves accountable through personal BS. The way they know to do is best by humor. Laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. medicine. You can keep up with them on any podcast platforms and the YouTube channel, Mental Chillness, for full video contents. Hey, man. Mental health is just as important as physical. It is. That's true. So, and Khan is awesome. So if you want to, you know, get some tips and have a good time and just chill on their podcast, be sure to check them out. The mental chillness podcast. All right. This is the first I'm hearing of it too. So I'll check them out. All right, here we go. James Cameron. We have been waiting on this one for 13 years. Yep. Took a while to make. Quite a while. Quite a while. And there's From the uh, man with the biggest ego I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that's what it seems like. That's yeah. what it seems like. I mean, can you blame the man really? Not really. Not just, really. Just about every movie he's made has been a banger. Right. So, so, I mean, if I made Titanic, I think I'd walk around knowing I'm the shit as well. Yeah. Terminator. But, Terminator 2. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's it's you don't have to rub it in people's faces, <laughs> which it seems like he likes to do. Um, so Avatar 2, The Way of Water. I have not gotten your opinion at all nope. on this. Has, I wanted it has to has not let me no. say a single word if it's good, bad, right. or anything. I wanted to get your initial reaction on this podcast episode. So in a short summary, without spoiling anything, give me your initial reaction of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. All right. So basic right off the bat, I want I this movie was pretty good. Okay. I, I liked it for sure. Visually, absolutely stunning. Right. Like, I mean, and which I had absolutely no doubt of yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Because I mean, knew it they, was gonna be stunning. they put so much effort into the VFX for this yes. one. So I knew that wasn't going to be an issue. Um, Story. I thought the story was kind of basic. Little weak. I had a hard time connecting with the characters. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't so invested in the story. Right. And it kind of felt like the same thing as avatar yes. one mm-hmm. and that so that was like my basic takeaway mm-hmm. from this whole thing and i and i heard i've been hearing a lot of opinions on this movie and one opinion that i heard was that this movie seemed to be a lot more focused on world building rather than character development interesting yeah which, which it does seem like that yeah. you know we got like we you know we see like all the water the water tribes and water clans and whatnot i thought the tulkoon thing the you know the like the, the whales, whales that yeah. we see in this where that one was kind of weird. Like, I thought that kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, Interesting. I was like, since when do like the, an- I mean, I get like, this is a very spiritual world and you know, there's a lot of intelligent life, but like, since when are animals like on equivalency of human intelligence? Cause you know, that's what it seemed like. You know, what's funny is that was actually my favorite part of the movie. No, I mean, I liked it, but it just seemed like it was out of nowhere. Interesting. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, did you like it better than the first one? Did I like it better than the first one? I want to say no, 
Damn. Okay. I wish we could disagree because yeah, I didn't like it better than the first one, and no. I know a lot of people are yeah, they're really like, enjoying. I, they they I, are like, this is definitely better than the first one. I've heard I've heard that too, but uh-huh. I want to say no because I want to say no too. Well, obviously because the first movie, you know, that was the original, so yeah. it the script doesn't feel like it was you know thrown in the recycle bin. And, you know, we're seeing it for well, this. The story, again. the story yeah. is in the recycle the, bin. The story in the recycle bin. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this movie was visually beautiful. I knew it was going to be going into that. But like you said, I really couldn't invest in many of the characters. And it just felt more of the same of the first one. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I will say this movie was very predictable watching it. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I saw I saw the ending coming from a mile away. Yeah. I mean, the first one was predictable in itself as well. But. We're going to dive deeper, you know, once we get into more spoilers and all that. Uh, But initial reaction, I really was thinking I was going to enjoy this more than the first one. But I walked out not as invested in it as I thought I would be. Yeah. And I feel like there was just a lot of subplots going on with characters Uh that I just couldn't pick one to invest in. Yeah. It seemed like it. I mean, the main focus definitely seemed on, um, you know, his His youngest, his his youngest youngest son. son. That seemed like to be our main character for this one. But yeah, you are right. There was a lot of side, like B stories going on. Uh So it was kind of hard to, you know, connect with everybody, even though it was a three hour movie. Right. Yeah. So So that's why I'm like really confused by that. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, I remember you saying, um, I remember you saying that you were like kind of disappointed in it, like halfway through, like you weren't uh-huh. really feeling uh-huh. it. I, I'm going to disagree with you there because okay. like I at no point was I like, you know, in a, in a rush to get out of the theater. Like so, I, I like I liked I just enjoyed the ride. You definitely enjoyed it more than I did. I think that's where we are going to disagree. I, I was kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I don't I wasn't disappointed. I thought it was a, I was disappointed. I thought it was a solid sequel. Not better than the first, but still a solid sequel. Okay. I just for waiting 13 years and all it should have been mind blowing of the hype that it was getting from James Cameron. I mean, obviously, James Cameron made it. He's going to hype the shit out of it. Yeah, no, honestly. And the fact that he like hyped it that much before the movie came out yeah. made me kind of expect less of it. Because well, I, I feel like a movie should just speak for itself. You don't need to advertise. It's so good. Right. But yeah, let's talk about James Cameron for a second. So this is the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah, without a doubt, it's in the range of what, like 400, 450 million. And it needs to grow two billion for it to profit for it to break even for it to break. Even. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um. So going into this, I always predicted that it may hit two billion, but I knew that it's not going to touch the original at two point nine billion. I no, knew, no, 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 no. I knew it wasn't no, going to touch. I that. don't think it's going to. No. I think it's going to be either just under two I, billion. I think it might be under two billion. I think it honest. might be like just under or at right yeah. at two billion. So opening weekend, it did push four hundred thirty million. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say four thirty, four fifty, and they were aiming for a five hundred million dollar opening weekend. That's still good. No, it's still great. That's still it's, really yeah, good. Still and great. you know, there's a lot of people out there that are saying like, "Oh my god, it was so good." So I feel exactly. like it is going to get people in the theater, yes. and I feel like there's definitely going to be a lot of rewatches of this as well yes so and james cameron if you look back at his movies it's never been about opening weekend for him you know titanic didn't have the greatest opening weekend as well Mm -hmm. for what it was projected but also wasn't avatar in theaters like forever though exactly and the first avatar didn't have the greatest opening weekend as well yeah i think it was like 70 million yeah so or that was domestically not globally yeah yeah, yeah. um but so it's never about opening weekend it's about longevity for james cameron's Mm -hmm. movies and Right now, it's a great time for his movie to be released in theaters because you don't really have any competition going around right now. If you look at theaters and their showings. Yeah. And it's Christmas time. Families are together. This is going to be a great family family movie movie for everyone to go see. Yes. No, I I 100% agree. The timing of this release couldn't have been more perfect. Yes. But yeah, but I find that also I find it really interesting, though, like who's going to go see this movie? Because I feel like it is going to be a lot of like parents taking now taking their kids that they didn't have when avatar one came out uh-huh. and like introducing them to the avatar uh, world yes because it was 13 it years was 13 years ago bro yeah you could have been so you born, do have those teenagers you could have been born when the first one uh-huh. came out and you know been a freaking infant and then now going yeah. to see the sequel that at 13 years yeah, old yeah so you do have the teenagers back then that's all the first one they now have kids now taking their kids to go see it mm-hmm. so yeah it is going to be a very family oriented viewing and I mean, the whole movie's about family. Yeah, that's true, too. And also a thing about the first Avatar 2 that was able to help it gross as much as it did and going to help this one. 
there, there's like no showings of standard. It's all in 3D. It's either 3D, IMAX 3D. Yeah. Those are expensive tickets. Those are expensive tickets. So, so that helps the money. That's going to help up. them. Yes. That's yeah. going to help it rack up as well. Because as of right now, ever since the pandemic happened, um, it has the third highest opening weekend behind Spider-Man No Way Home in first. And surprisingly, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in second. Really? Multiverse of Madness, though, wasn't able to reach a billion. Avatar 2, obviously, is going to hit a billion. Yeah. And Spider-Man No Way Home, 1.9 billion. It almost hit that 2 billion mark. So I'm really curious to see if Avatar 2 is going to surpass Spider-Man No Way Home. That That, that is going to be a good competition this uh-huh. year. Yeah. This whole Avatar world building is just kind of insane to me, though, because they've already finished filming the third Avatar, and they've already finished filming the first act of Avatar 4. Yeah, I know. And the reason that's kind of insane to me is because that's going to give none of the you know, creative directors on this avatar world building to be able to react to the audience's mm-hmm. reaction to yeah. avatar two. Yeah. They're just really buying in and, and that, you know, yes, as a creative director, you want to be able to tell your story, James Cameron. He's not going to give a fuck. He's going to no. tell his story. No, yeah. He's, he doesn't do any fan service. He does. He does James Cameron. service. He, he does, but still, you're not going to be able to see what worked for it. What didn't work for it. You know, maybe reactions give you, other creative ideas. I mean, yeah, agreed. But I think, you know, his story is going to kind of stay the same. Like, I don't really think he's going to change that up very much. And I think yeah. if he does want to make any changes, um, he can o- one. He can always record more scenes. He can o- he can always bring them back. I feel like he he's going to have them on call <laughs> and be like, yo, we need, to, we need to do some reshoots. Yeah. And also, I feel like if he wants to really, like, change some stuff up, most of that can be done in post. Yeah. And, you know, James Cameron isn't getting any younger, so I'm sure he's like... And neither are his actors. Yeah. Yes, that's true, too. So that's why he needs to knock these out. He does need to knock them out. That's why it's just so insane to me, because, you know, Disney pushed a billion dollars towards these movies. And, I mean, I I think... They should be able to profit off of that. Oh no, I I I think this I think this is a good investment for Disney. I think it's gonna work. And not to mention, this is also gonna help a lot for uh, Disney World's Pandora World and Mm -hmm. Animal Kingdom. Yes, after this whole world building's happening, many people are gonna gonna want to visit. They're gonna build more attractions with more things that we see in the movies. It's gonna be a whole thing. People are gonna want to flood Animal Kingdom for Pandora World. Mm -hmm. So in the end, yeah. This is going to be a smart investment for Disney. Yeah. But it's just, it's so funny to me because like we, uh, we read this morning, this one person who, who shot for Avatar 2 thought the movie came out years ago and flopped. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, it's just now being released. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious, yeah, bro. I think what they, they recorded for this like four years ago. Oh yeah. Like five, like 2017. Yeah. That's insane. And, you know, COVID and everything did not yeah. help with release. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably would have came out like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Let, let, me, let me start talking about some rants, though. And if you are watching this on video, as you can tell, I'm wearing my Avatar last Airbender shirt. The real Avatar. Yeah. It's funny. I wonder what people do think of when they hear Avatar. My initial reaction is always the last Airbender. Always for me, that's, too. That's always my first thought. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like anybody over the age of 30, it's going to be the blue people. Really? Blue, I feel like anybody over 30, over 30 is going to be like blue avatar. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go over the cast real quick. And we have Sam Worthington as Jake Sully once again. So he's Aldana as Natiri. Um, Sigourney Weaver, who plays Kiri, the adopted daughter. I noticed that. Yep, so yeah. She, I was like, I was like, bro, that's her voice. Yeah. That's her voice. They just made a younger version of her old yep, character. Yep. So she's back as well. Yep. I didn't even know that she was like in it. I like realized that as I watched it. <laughs> that's funny. Stephen Lang as the Colonel. Mm-hmm. Dude. Back again. That man's back again, back bro. Again. Dude, I was like, and you know, I when I saw him in the lineup for the cast, I was like, okay, maybe it's like some flashbacks. Yeah. Nah, bro. He he's like the whole. He's movie. our main villain. Yep. Uh, Kate Winslet as Renal, who is the uh the wife of the um Sea Tribe. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. 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 You're right. The water people. Yeah. Uh, Cliff we, Curtis. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff Curtis as Tanawari, the chief of the Reef People. Mm-hmm. Jack Champion as Spider. <laughs> spider. You got a lot to say about Spider. You do. Kind of. Did you not like him? James Fl- nah. James Flatters as Nathayam 
I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying these names right. That's the ne- first son. Nateum. 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 That's right. That's right. That one's Nateum. Yeah. That one I know. Britton Dalton as Luok, second son. I hope I'm saying that one right, L- too. Luok. 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 Luok, I think. Luok. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the majority yeah, yeah, of the cast. Cut us some slack, man. Yeah. They they got they use some crazy names in this mm-hmm. in these movies. So majority of the cast right there for you. I'm gonna go ahead and start with my biggest beef uh-huh. of this cast. I mean not the cast, but like characters. the characters. Yeah. It's gonna be my main antagonist, the colonel. Yeah. It's gonna no, be the main antagonist. I, I don't blame you for that. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I don't think um So warning yeah. we are gonna start heading yeah. into more spoilers Spoilers now yes obviously yeah so, so it, if you don't want spoilers leave stop now go watch it and come back yep first beef is going to be with the colonel and basically yeah he is our main villain and it seems like he's gonna be the main villain of this whole avatar i know world. i know i i his character in the first one was not you know sequel worthy it was a main character for you know it was a main antagonist worthy for one movie yeah because a very stereotypical villain yeah he was um and the and fact, also he died <laughs> yeah and the fact that they're trying to make this what it seems like they're trying to do is make him the main antagonist of this whole avatar world i'm not digging that nah and personally i feel, I feel like there needs to be somebody bigger at play yeah not just him and me personally i thought it was kind of lazy writing that just have this whole plot armor of like, oh, let's just go back. We're going to extract the memory from all these Marines mm-hmm. and put them in avatar form. That way, in case they lose. I just thought it was really lazy. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I was like, what was the point of that yeah, whole fight then? exactly. Like, like, did we achieve nothing in the last That's movie? That's what I'm saying. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And I'm like, here we, I don't want another movie where like this group of antagonists is a bunch of Marines again. Like that yeah. was the first one. No, that this was isn't the first. 2009. No, it's not 2009 anymore. Like, no, I really, I really expected something different yeah. with an antagonist. And you know, and, yeah, I, I, I really didn't get that direction choice. I don't know why he did that. I don't know. Such a stereotypical, you know, like motivation to be evil, greed, so, money. Yes. Like, so he, here's the other part that can not confuse me, but I was just like, what is this direction? So obviously it's the same shit where you have your group of colonizers who want, uh, um, you know, certain parts and DNA of this Pandora world for money. Right. Mm-hmm. But then. The mission, he's like, uh, the colonel, he's like, oh, what's our, you know, do we have a mission? And yeah, and it's Jake Sully. Okay. The mission is to kill Jake Sully. Where's that going to lead you? Where's that going to end? I I don't see the point. I don't see the point of that either. No, it's like. Didn't you, did you not learn your lesson? Did you not? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe they think like. You know, by killing Jake Sully, they'll they'll never be able to, you know, organize like they did last time. Because, I mean, he is a good you know, like tactical leader, like he right. was like he knows he knows the Americans operation. Yeah. And so he's the only one that's able to like organize yeah. the clans and, you know, create uh, organized attacks like that. Yes. So there is value in killing him for that. But they act like they're not going to deal with resistance but, at all. But yes. And that's the thing. It's it's not going to lead to a bigger resolution for them. No, it's not. Um, And so here I'm going to give like a quick little summary of the plot just so you know you know what parts we're talking about so yes um it's like what uh, i think it's current to what the release is 13 years later and jake's holding his family he is now the head of that tribe the, um the forest people he is now yeah. you know the leader of the tribe the, the, forest, the, people. F- the forest the forest clan for- yeah the forest yeah. people yeah and where they're based out of is in the uh the hallelujah mountains the floating mountains mm-hmm. um and they see that the colonizers are coming back and they see that uh, the Marines are now in Avatar form. Mm-hmm. And in order to save his people, um, he negotiates his family to leave them and go find a new home. And this new home that they find is the Reef people. So obviously that explains the way of water. And they have to learn to adapt they, to make yes. themselves useful because, you know, they don't accept any kind of slackers uh-huh. in this world. It's like you're you have to earn your worth. Yes. And the wife of the reef people, the the leader of the reef people um, is afraid that she's Jake, gonna, that Jake's going to bring the war with him. Gee, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right. Um, And then, you know, the war does happen. It, it's, it, very, it's, it's so like predictable. Said, it's like the first one. So you should know what we're talking about. And that is my other 
beef that I have with the story now. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Let's just stick with characters. Cause damn, I just feel like I have so much to say about this movie. Yeah. No, there there's a there's a lot of things to pick <laughs> on in this, honestly. Okay. And then another character that was not my favorite that seems like a lot of people enjoyed was um Spider. Tarzan, basically. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a problem with Spider. No. It makes sense. His character makes sense. Cause I mean, dude, he's <sighs> surrounded by nothing but blue people. And he wants to fit in. I don't think that's the part that upsets me. What do you not like? The part that upsets me is um, the relationship that they try to create with him and his father. Father? Yeah. Who is the colonel. Yeah. I get why. Are you talking about like what he did at the end of the movie? Well, yeah. It's like, bro, there's been no relationship building between these two for me to feel any sympathy for what's going on with them. And I mean... The only thing, the only redeeming part was like, you know, uh, the colonel was like the only one who treated Spider with like any kind of kindness when he was captured. He was captured, yeah. Um, that was about it. But then, yeah, he see, I mean, he sees like how cruel and shit he is, and how he's like freaking burning down huts and right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like, what the okay. Yeah. So what character did you have the most gripe with? Yeah, I, honestly, I'm gonna agree with you. It, like, it was our main antagonist. Okay. I was like, I was like, why? I was like, why is he back, bro? Yeah, like, why is he back? Why is he back? We it, give us something new. Yeah, the, it was totally unnecessary to have him in this movie at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, damn, is he gonna be the fucking villain for this whole Avatar franchise, dude? It, is it, this it, Thanos? It really, <laughs> it really feels like it. Um, I, you just see a lot of basic tropes in this movie. And one of them was your bully trope. I thought that was hilarious. Like, you know, dude, it was like some high school shit. It is funny because this movie was filmed in 2017. And I know that's not that long ago. But being that it was filmed so long ago, you kind of get a feel of like the humor, you know, maybe some of the jokes that they had. And it kind of felt like it would be from, you know, the mid 2010s and whatnot. Yeah. The first one had a lot of basic tropes as well. So I'm not going to knock it for that. My favorite character is going to be Jake Sully's second son. So you did like you did like our main protagonist this time? I did. Which, I, yes, it was Jake's son. It was Jake's son. Yes. Yeah. That, I would say he I would argue he was more the protagonist than Jake. He, in oh, this absolutely. Movie. So, yeah. so, yeah, his name. Like, he had a lot of screen time. Oh, on yeah. Loak. Loak. And yeah, hope I remember I'm saying that right. But uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely gets the most um, character building mm-hmm. in this movie as, you know, Jake and uh, Natiri. Zoe Saldana's character is mm-hmm. kind of sidelined for it. Yeah. And yeah, I did like his character. And my favorite relationship, believe it or not, was his relationship with the whale. It was good. It was good. It was I good. That you one. Know, it was different. They, that was yeah, different. That was different. And they bo- that was something we hadn't seen before. Uh-uh. Um, they both felt like they were both outcast. They felt outcasted. Uh-huh. So that was like, you know, their bond. I thought it was interesting how stubborn he was though which i thought was kind of funny because he's a lot like jake in that way mm-hmm. you know he's just like stubborn yeah. because like no matter what people people were telling him like he was convinced he was right about you know this mm-hmm. whale like he's like you guys are wrong he's not a killer da, da, yeah. da, da, da. i did i did like his character though another thing i want to mention too that takes place in the beginning of the movie that we here's the thing this first act kind of in a way felt like the first act of the original as well where Everything was just happening so quickly so mm-hmm. we can get to our, you know, long second act. Yeah. And I, I was kind of upset that because this does have to do with the world building of Avatar itself. It's like, oh, the colonizers, they're back. They've done more construction, more building in the last year than they've done in the last decade. We didn't get really any information about that. No. Um, they and- gave them their mission. Off you go. Yeah. Except now it seems like they're here for a more permanent cause. Now they're yeah. now they're here to. It seems almost like terraform Pandora. Right. And, you know, turn it into the next Earth. And the Earth is dying. Like, why? I don't. Money, I guess. Greed. Colonizers. I guess that's just the main yeah, point so of the movie. Yeah, they're, so now they're going to come here and kill Pandora. Yeah. And then, like, to, and then have to find another planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you, honestly, you'd think after so many years of, uh, you know, humanity existing, they might yeah. learn to not destroy the planet yeah. that they're on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it seems like. They don't want to learn and they want to just, I mean, you know, burn everything they find to the ground. It's very much so a political message about Dude, it's, how, how it's so we're treating is. the world right now and global warming. And I all know, that. but it's like, I mean, I get we're not great. We're not as far as, you know, taking care of the environment. But are we this bad? 
to just ruthlessly murdering animals because it, I mean, some parts of the world, maybe yeah. actually. I mean, no, yeah, we so, are. Yeah, people are ruthless, greedy. Uh, we are. And I mean, also, yeah. and also, if something has something that valuable right. within them, like those whales apparently have like their brains have like this liquid that makes aging stop. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I could see us just brutally murdering <laughs> countless animals for that. So, so I mean, yeah, there's definitely a whole political message behind this avatar world. Other nitpicks you said you had with this movie. I will say the hand to hand combat in this was really good. Okay. I thought the fighting was really good. Um, like bro, Natiri, she was a like At the end. She yeah. was an animal in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was just going off. Yeah, she was. Um, which is really cool to see. Um, but one scene in particular that bothered me. Okay, so you know when okay, he had this is the second time that he had his daughters in handcuffs. Yes. I don't know how that happened again. Uh-huh. But this is the second time that he has his daughters in handcuffs. He's telling Jake, you know, to come save him, whatnot. And then he ends up like ambushing them and him and Natiri, like they're killing mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And then while this is going on, the general, he's just like, he's just like kind of watching it happen. I'm like, dude, you literally have his daughters as leverage right there. Like, yeah. point a gun to their head <laughs> and say, hey, knock that shit off or I'm going to blow your daughter's brains out. End of fight right there. But no, he just continues to watch and like, cover his own ass i'm like dude you literally have the ultimate leverage right behind you that that was like one thing that bothered me okay i was like that that seemed really stupid that was the only thing off the top of my head that's the thing i feel like there's a lot i could say about this movie that's just gonna make it sound like a rant and i don't want it to sound like a rant. i don't want it to sound like a rant because i did enjoy it but so so what would be your favorite part then i feel like i always have to think of my favorite part it's harder to think of your favorite part than to think of your least favorite part. It is. You know, I mean, it's hard not to say the favorite part, you know, would just be um, the visuals of the sea. Yeah. And the water. No, honestly, like it yeah. was the visuals. Like yeah. that would be my favorite aspect of this movie. Yeah. I guess I was trying to think of like a scene in particular. Right. I thought, oh, um, I mean, I even even though, you know, the bully thing was kind of predictable and I saw it coming uh, when they ditched him beyond the reef. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good scene, that was a good scene. when he got abandoned yeah. and then he's like getting chased by that monster shark, whatever. Uh-huh. I thought that was cool. That reminded, that reminded me a lot of when Jake was getting chased by like the, the lion looking thing. Yeah, you, yeah. Know what I'm, you know the what I mean? Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that reminded me of that a lot cause he was hiding like in tight uh-huh. corners yeah. where, you they know, that reach. big creature couldn't get yeah. to. And then that's also how we meet the Tolkoon for the first time. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a good scene and it saved his life. So that was cool. So I do see how, in a way, this was definitely just for more world building rather than story, I guess you could say. But I didn't think it did too many things to kind of separate itself from the first or maybe like elevate itself from the first. You know, visuals in itself were going to be elevated just because so many years and also they by. they literally developed new technology that's crazy exactly for this movie that's crazy so yeah. definitely got to give props for that yeah because that's insane that, and that's part of the reason why this took so long yeah because they had to figure out how to do all this shit like underwater yeah and there because there's a lot of scenes underwater mm-hmm. as you can imagine uh apparently the re- i forget uh which actress broke the record but they broke t- uh tom cruise's record for like longest b- breath held Underwater, underwater for a scene hit and which is like over it's like over seven minutes whoa underwater so that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy you know it's funny you brought up tom cruise <laughs> this is gonna be totally off topic it's funny you brought up tom cruise so if you went and saw avatar 2 i'm sure oh you God. see the previews and you see tom cruise's behind the scenes of mission impossible yeah <laughs> and the ramp scene where he rides a dirt bike off of this huge ramp off a cliff yeah and parachutes free fall for some reason, just that preview alone made me think, is Tom Cruise the greatest movie star ever? I think think about it. I think he's willing to do the most for any role think over about it. any other actor. Because it kind of goes back to what Tarantino was saying, how there isn't really like movie stars these days because of the MCU and their, you know, pre-existing uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. comic book characters. Yeah. And it just made me think, I was like, you know what? Tom Cruise might be the biggest movie star there ever was. Think about it. Because you're going to see a Tom Cruise movie. You're going to see a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. I know. I can can agree with that. And between him doing all the stunts, you know, 
years of training of like skydiving. Dude, do you know how many qualifications this guy has? He has so it's many. Insane. He has so many licenses to do all the stuff that he does. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's insane. insane. It's absolutely insane. And even the little ad that he just posted on social media as well, where he's um on a plane with the director, you know, just thanking for everyone for seeing Top Gun, and then he just all right, we got to get this shot. Jumps off, and he's talking like to the camera as he's skydiving, just casually, like. This man lives in the air and is just so comfortable free falling from thousands feet up. The guy's insane. The guy's insane. And yeah, he's got some insane beliefs, but you can't help to think that this might be the greatest movie star we've ever seen. It's very possible. He's having W after W lately between Top Gun Maverick, between what, you know, we're expecting to see with the next Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. Dude, and what's crazy is... He's like so old doing this too. Yeah. But also what's great is that he is doing this for the love of going to the theaters, for the love of the entertainment of the audience. Yeah. He wants to please the fans uh, more than anything. He does. Okay. But you can't tell me he's not doing this for himself too, bro. He, <laughs> he's, he's addicted. He loves this he is shit. Addicted to this he shit. refuses to stop doing action <laughs> movies because he loves it. He's married to the game. He is, bro. But no, he genuinely loves... Going to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Like he loves he, that theater experience. He does. I think um, he said himself he goes In, to as many Top Gun. Yeah. Well, he goes to as many movies and theaters as possible. Oh yeah, and yeah. like he like goes undercover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is just nice to see like that there is still a movie star out there that's doing this for the thrill of the whole experience of movie theaters. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um. Okay. But yeah, getting back on track. To Avatar 2, um, just talking about ways that I thought it might separate itself or elevate itself from the original. And you know me, the one thing that I listen to heavily and is important to me for a movie is the score, mm-hmm. the music. It did not do anything much different to really make me love the score. No, it was pretty much the same. It was pretty much the same. It was pretty basic. Like, I don't know. I thought the score for the first one was honestly way better. I mean, like better how? Because I mean, he's going to. It's going to be like, is it because of the scenes it was connected to or? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, when you have a score, they're, they're, you know, you're trying to emotionally connect them to the scene itself. But for example, I mean, this is just the most recent example I can think of because I know you agree with it. You know, the first Black Panther, that had an amazing score. Yeah. We could both agree on that. And in Wakanda Forever, they did some things to really make me love that score as well and separate itself from the first Black Panther. No, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, but... um. So I was so thinking, just the, but I mean, like it couldn't, it could, I don't see how the first one could really be better. Or if, if you're saying that it's the same, I don't see how the first one could be better. Like okay. if, if anything, it is the same. It's just not connected to as good of scenes okay. as the first one. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. And also maybe the themes itself. Like I thought maybe with certain characters, we were going to get some cool new themes. Yeah. Uh, we I feel, I feel like we should have gotten some unique themes to new yes. characters that we got. Yes. I agree with that. Because if you are building a world, then those themes are going to mean a lot down the road mm-hmm. in other movies. Yes. No, I agree. Like, And you can emotionally connect with that music in those scenes. Yeah. Like um, like maybe like each new animal that we see or whatever, like that that animal gets their theme yeah. or something like that. Or like, yeah. you know, that one uh, Tolkien whale. I feel like that's going to be an animal that's going to be in, in the next Avatar movie. So, you know, maybe a theme for that. It 100% will be. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. And even like, and the death, the death scene, like they play the exact same song, the, ex- <laughs> the exact, exact same song, exact same song, bro. Yeah. And, it, and bro. And it was like a shot for shot. They showed the white people like kind of feeling guilty. Yeah. <laughs> no, they did, bro. They did. It's the exact same. They're like, damn, maybe what we are doing is fucked up. <laughs> it's funny, bro. Oh my God. That's funny. James Cameron, he loves doing the same shit. He does. Um, <laughs> and uh, and um, Natiri's reaction to the death, same thing. Natiri was crying like the whole movie. Yeah, I was she like, was. are we going to get any other emotion from Natiri in this movie besides no. hysterically crying? Hysterically crying and anger. Yeah. That was about it. That was about it. James Cameron loves to crush people with falling objects, I noticed. <laughs> Ever <laughs> since Titanic... <laughs> he loves killing people with falling objects. Wait, name Bro. what? What? What's it? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what the are you? Same exact way too. Okay, so you have Titanic and Titanic when the ship is starting to break. You have that one like a uh, 
giant, you know, exhaust yeah. uh, steam pole collapse on people in the water uh-huh. just straight up. And, and it's like the same shot where you just see the people in the water. They're like running from it or swimming from it. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they're not going to escape. Boom. <laughs> okay. Crush flat. Now, now what in this one? Well, not there yet. And the first avatar, they blow up the tree. People are scattering, running around. The bottom of the tree breaks. Boom. Crushes people. Yep. And then you have, I mean, this is a little different, but you have the whale jump up on the boat. Boom. Crush people. <laughs> little Titanic as well in this movie as we see uh, the ship sink. It yeah. flips and they are trapped and they're just like Jack and Rose. Kind of, yeah. Jake Sully's trapped in there with the sun, just like Jack and Rose, trying yeah. to find an escape. Yeah. <laughs> the man loves to use his own shit. Dude, he does. He does. You know what Def I did think was funny though? What? Um, was the uh the the guy the harpoon guy <laughs> when, <laughs> when, yeah. when his arm got trapped. Bro, oh my god. The, the second I saw his arm got trapped, I was like, that thing's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> you got a full force of a whale. It's gone. Honestly, I'm shocked it didn't come off faster. I you know what's now that you bring that up, um, because both of the you know, this whole Avatar world is gonna be a very family viewing showing. It, the death scenes were a lot more brutal than I thought they, they would be. They were more brutal. They were. I, they actually kind of surprised me with that. I was like, dang, know, yes. he's cutting limbs off here. Yeah, so I'll give them props on that. Uh, the violence was a little more brutal, which I like that. Yeah, um, and bro, even like with the bow and arrows. The was more brutal, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, honestly, it seems like she's really, I noticed they used this, like, scene a lot with her or this like move with her right. was her she's basically mastered aiming into the helicopter and shooting yeah, the pilot yeah, yeah, yeah. they did that like three times yeah and i mean that's a cool it's cool it's but i'm cool like fight scene come on bro there's got to be a more creative way to take that out like yeah but i mean if it works it works i guess yeah so why would she change it i don't know that's just something i noticed man <laughs> James Cameron loves to use his own shit i know from it, other movies and i think i think that's why that's the only reason why I think I thought this movie was like pretty good, but not amazing is just, I feel like I've seen everything before. Yeah. It just compiled in a different way. It's just in a different environment now. Yeah. It's with the water. I know. I'm like, James, come up with some fresh material. Like <laughs> we, we get it. You you like boats falling apart. You, you like crushing people. You like crushing people. You like your sad music. You like your stereotypical villain. You do. Like I I mean you you like uh colonizers being the bad guy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um That's the thing, man. You know, as a director, you know, I feel like the older directors, it's harder for them to kind of adapt change, to yeah. change, yeah, and adapt. You know, people don't like to change. No. Um but- but and that's the thing though. In order to stay consistent, uh, uh, and the longevity, you know, as someone with as high of a status or like as high as a uh, a title, you got to be able to change and adapt. You know, you see it not only with movies, but like for example, even in sports, mm-hmm. you got to be able to adapt, and that's the way you just you know are able to continue your career as long as it's gone. And yeah, like back to the predictability of this movie, bro. Like. I mean, okay, so, you know, Jake's whole goal was to, you know, find safe haven for his family. Yeah. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> you no. know you know it's not going to happen. You knew anywhere that he went, he was bringing the war with him. And mm. so, and I thought that was kind of, like, stupid and selfish. It's like, bro, if you left your clan so you could protect them, right? You left your clan so you wouldn't bring the war to them because mm-hmm. they're after you, not them. Mm-hmm. But you go to a different clan. <laughs> And now you're going to fuck them over. I'm like, it's like you, I don't care how far you are. You really think they're going to like give up looking for you and you think you're going to disappear. And then you have the audacity to call that helicopter out there. Like they can't track it and see where it's going. Cause that's what gave away their position. Oh yeah. That's what gave away the position. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, if you're going to do that, shut all that shit off and then fly it. Like you do everything you can to make sure that thing is off the grid off the grid and um it was kind of just another copy and paste like with the first avatar jake knew eventually he was bringing the war to them but yeah. didn't tell them and yeah. just like in this one he knew he was bringing the war to them but didn't tell them right dude so i mean it was just more of the same shit again um we're not trying to make this sound like a rant even though it kind of is yeah but there's, there's just a lot of things to talk about with it it is yeah um there are and yeah 
that that's probably like just the predictability and how much shit got repeated is like my mm-hmm. biggest problem. It's like it's not like they did it badly. Like they did right. it. They right. did it well. But it's just and there's a few little differences with, you know, per se, you know, the whole world building and some relationships. Yeah. But, but overall, all all, it's like I want to see more new stuff like and I get and I get you're also pl- trying to play on the nostalgia of the old movie. That was I feel like that was also part of why mm-hmm. he wanted to keep some things very similar. Right. But, you know, I mean, I feel like as far as similarity, like, I feel like y'all already like covered that in the first half of the movie. Like, you yeah. know, you showed uh-huh. the, you showed the forest. Bro, you didn't did, he even say you're not in Kansas anymore again? I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. You're not, yeah. He, he did say that. Yeah. You're not in Kansas anymore. You're on Pandora. <laughs> I think that was a flashback. No. No? No. It was not a flashback. Curie, the adopted daughter, Sigourney Weaver, uh-huh. which they created this daughter out of Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver's DNA, out of Curie's DNA, or who the fuck, what's her name in the first one? Grace. Grace. Out of, you know, they created an avatar out of Grace's DNA, so this is basically her daughter, but there was like all that talk of like, oh, who is her dad though, so there was a, oh wait, no, because she doesn't have a dad then. I mean, somebody has to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, they can they can make they can like clone avatars. Right. That's what I'm saying. But that's not how the daughter was made. Really? She oh. was in the. You saw her in the womb, like oh. in in the in in Grace's avatar's oh, unconscious body. Okay. 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 So it was in her body, and so she was like, it? A, it was like a natural. Okay. Because birth. there was all that talk of like, oh, you you don't even know who your dad is or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's me, <laughs> bro. Those kids were ruthless. Yeah. I was like. Like what are you Some kind of freak Cause she was like Just minding her own business Chilling in the water I'm Um, like So there was all the You know Dialogue and talk Of you know What made her different Um And obviously She you know Could control Certain things In the avatar world That others couldn't Yeah where did her Superpowers come from Right well And they didn't That's what I'm saying Is they didn't really Dive more into that We didn't get any answers And I don't know If that's something They're you know Just gonna explain more Within these Other avatar movies They will They're not gonna leave That just totally unaddressed No I know And I mean That'd be bad if they did But they gotta leave Some things to unravel For the other avatar movies Mm -hmm. But yeah We just never really got Any answers to that Which I really thought Maybe they would Give us some more. Give us something. Give us some more screen time with Kiri. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the father. Give us. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Give us a reason. One clue to like make us think like, oh, there's more to the story. Right, right, right. Because then there was the whole um, discussion of like how she could feel Awa's heartbeat and how it was mighty. And we still don't even really know like the true origin of Awa. No. Maybe maybe like, that's gonna be like the whole finale yeah, maybe of this like, franchise, like finding Awa, yeah, that, like, and explaining that, yeah, that, that'd be kind of cool. If it like actually, if there actually is like an entity at right. the center of Pandora, exactly. that would actually be pretty cool. That would be cool, but the audience is gonna have to know that's what they're searching for. So you kind of need to make that like a plot point. Yeah, no, but because up until now it's been fight the colonizers. Yeah, they're uh-huh. evil. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe that is what they're going to try to do. Humanity I, I, I hope sucks. so. I hope so, because I really would actually like to see that be like a whole almost kind of, you know, traveling journey. Like they're on this this pathway to find Awa. That would actually, be, that sounds kind of interesting. Right. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But then what or would it ruin it? Like how, you know, like the whole mystical aspect of the whole fantasy world. And, right. you know, like, ex- you know, you explain that kind of ruins it for people. Just like like the midi chlorian. Yeah, I always go back to that. <laughs> yeah. The midi chlorians in Star Wars yeah. and explaining for like for force potential. Right. That not a lot of people like that. Right. So. But then why even bring it up? Like, why even have that as like a subplot in this movie? You know, I mean, maybe just she, maybe she just like has a connection to uh, Awa, and I we mean, we got to find out sooner or later. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Chlorians it does explain certain things. It does. I I didn't have a problem with it, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll that's just because I grew up with it. True. Because I think we watched the prequels first, which I'm kind of mad about. Yeah, me too. Actually, I don't know if I did. I think I did. Think you did? I don't. I don't remember if I did. I feel like I've always known that. Anakin is Darth Vader. Right, like yeah. I've, n- I never watched one of those movies. You know, like oh, that's his father. We never had that reveal. Never had that reveal. Yeah. Greatest plot twist in history. Never got it. It's true. That is true. It's unfortunate. 
Yeah, I don't think there's really any I other greater I wish pl- I could rewatch Star Wars the right way. I don't think there's any other greater plot twist than that. Maybe I should go see a hypnotist and make me forget. I just watched that show Severance, and it <laughs> separates completely separates their work life and personal life. So when they're at work, they have no recollection of what happens in their personal life up above. And when they're in their personal life, they have no recollection of what they did or what they do and work down below. That's kind of cool. It's, it's a good show. It's a good show. It was really good. First season two, I was very impressed. Apple TV has some sleeper shows. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty it, consistent. I think it's just because I feel like they're not sleepers. It's just people don't really have that. What, Apple Stre- TV? Yeah, streaming service. Just think about it. Severance. Um, I've always heard great things about Myth- Mythic Quest. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is another great one. Uh, There was one about, there was one with Isn't Chris. is The Witcher on Apple TV? Is it? Is that Netflix or Apple TV? I thought that was Netflix. It might be Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Oh, and there's there's that one with with Jason Momoa. There's that one. There's also one with Chris Evans uh, where his son is like accused of murder. It's like a whole Mm. lawyer thing. I don't know how good that one is, but. No, I think it's a slept on streaming service. I don't know. Seems like we're coming on the end towards this review. I think we're just going to end up saying the same shit over and over again. Again, you know, just predictable. A lot of reuse stuff. Yeah. Effects, obviously, beautiful, yeah. CGI, uh, beautiful. Effects was, you know, that was like the saving grace of this entire movie because it just looked absolutely stunning. Yes. And, you know, it was, it was, they recycled a lot of stuff from the previous movie and other James Cameron projects. Yeah. But they did it well. Well enough it, that it's going to, it's going to get people to the theaters. Yeah. It's, um, and, you know, this is obviously us like being very nitpicky here. Yeah. And um, most people are not no. as critical as we are. They were like, uh, uh, honestly, I feel like more than half of the people that walk out of this theater are going to be like, oh, my God, that was the best thing I've ever seen, like based on just the CGI alone. And just because it was like it it was in, you know, good fight scenes. Yeah. A, a very hateable villain. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, that's another point is I feel like this is going to bring a lot of moviegoers that maybe haven't been to theaters and Honestly, maybe years yeah. for some people. Maybe since the first Avatar. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. So, like, it is going to bring a lot of those, you know, easygoing moviegoers mm-hmm. uh, that will definitely enjoy this movie. It's a people-pleaser movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's a movie you're going to bring your family to, and you're all going to have a good time. So, I mean, overall, this was not my favorite movie. I thought it was kind of underwhelming. Like we said, beautifully shot. Effects were amazing. All the scenes in the water, absolutely beautiful. Um, There was a few relationships that I did enjoy, but I feel like there was just so many subplots going on in this movie that it was hard to connect with, you know, certain relationships. And to be honest, yeah, I do not think it was better than the first. And I know a lot of people have come out saying that it is a step up from the first, but I'm going to say the first is still better. What would you rate this movie? What score would I give it? Out of 10. Out of 10? See, I feel bad giving it this rating because of like how much hard work went into it. Yeah. The new technology they created for this movie. Dude, I know that there's so much work that went into there it. There is. But so it's like, just like, so give, us a, give us a better story. Okay. So that's it, why yeah, it sucks. I know. <laughs> su- no, no, no. The oh. movie doesn't suck, but that's why it sucks to be critical. Okay. Because yes. you know how much work no, went yeah, into I it. I know. I know. That's why I feel bad giving it a bad rating. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm going to give it a terrible rating, but like my first reaction would be to give it like a 6.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't go that low. Okay. I was going to say like a 7.7. Oh, wow. Okay. I'd give it that. Okay. I'm definitely more critical of this one than you have been. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. It just, it just didn't do much for me. And yeah, I thought a lot of stuff was just recycled and I was not a huge fan of just kind of erasing everything that happened in the first one and bringing back the same villains, you know, not having any characters really die. So seemed kind of pointless for the whole first movie to happen. Right. So if you're just going to bring everyone back. Yeah. So that part just seemed kind of lazy to me. So that's why I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. But I do feel bad because like, like we said, the amount of work that went into it, you know, you have to praise it to some extent. Yeah. And you I really do. Okay. And I also will say, though, there was no bad acting in this movie whatsoever. Like, no, everyone, no. every single actor did their job extremely yeah. well. And, and there wasn't really that much bad acting in the in the first one as well. Sure. There was, you know, some cliche dialogue yeah, and stereotypical yeah. characters. But the acting itself has been 
good in both movies. Yeah. You know, even with the new characters and the younger, yeah. the younger actors that we saw, I thought all did an amazing job. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just the whole experience as well of going seeing this movie in IMAX 3D. Uh-huh. Like this movie was made for an IMAX 3D screening. And that's absolutely how you should go see this movie. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it does make it better. And I'm not the biggest fan of 3D. I'm but not either. If you are going to go see a movie in 3D, it needs to be this one. Also, I would suggest sitting in the middle of the theater. I was sitting kind of the side yeah. and it kind of like messed with my head. Oh, I, really? I, yeah. Like I feel like like the wall was constantly in my peripheral vision. and It was like taking me out of it. <laughs> See, I love an aisle seat. That way I can just easily get up if I have to go to the bathroom. Well, yeah. Which surprisingly, I didn't for the three-hour movie. I didn't go to the bathroom once. Interesting. I didn't either, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like, didn't drink water the whole time. But, but I love getting an aisle seat that's in the middle, like in the middle row, but getting yeah. an aisle. Because um, I just, I hate, if I have to get up, I hate having to, like, cross-do everyone and their and, legs. And-, and honestly, if you guys are hesitant to, um like, sit closer to the screen, I wouldn't stress too much about it with this because i feel like with 3d it's kind of it's almost better to be closer to the screen yeah i was because i was sitting kind of far back I was and, too. and i felt like kind of out of it I, yeah like i, I, I was kind of mad i didn't have a seat closer right no i mean there wasn't much available for me but i did get a seat pretty far back and when the movie was going on i was like damn i, I feel like i could be sitting closer yeah I, yeah, nor and no, I had the option to like pick a closer seat, but uh-huh. I normally avoid that, right? Yeah, because that's just not preferably. You know, I'm like kind of like closer to the back, like more kind of middle seat, but yeah, I, I kind of sat closer and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I feel like 3D works better that way. Yeah, if you are a fan of the first Avatar, I feel like you should be a fan of this one. Definitely a great movie theater experience. You know, even though this wasn't my favorite, and I thought they recycled a lot of stuff. It's still a great movie theater experience that I feel like, you know, everyone just needs to go see. I still I love um I love like the lore of this Pandora world. Yeah. And, you know, just like and we still haven't I, really gotten that no, much. And lore. We haven't gotten that much. But I like I like the world that James Cameron is creating. So I do like seeing it just for that. Honestly, that's honestly that's honestly the main reason why you go see these movies. Yeah. It's just it to see the Pandora world. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the Navi live like 160 to 180 years? I did not actually. Yeah. I was like curious about that. I was like, what are these people's lifespan? And wow. they, they like live basically, it seems like twice the age of a yeah, human of a human. Yeah. Pretty cool actually. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of hard to see like where James Cameron end goal is going to be with this whole franchise. <laughs> I obviously, you know, he wants to just kind of world build right mm-hmm. now with the antagonist and what it seems like the main antagonist is going to be for the franchise. I just don't know where this end goal is going to lead to. I, I hope we get a different antagonist. I, I hope, you know, I hope the story changes up a bit for this next movie and he focuses more on character building versus yeah. world building. Cause it seemed like this one was more world building. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Our review on avatar two. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Garrett gives it a 7.7 out of 10. If you've made it this far, thanks for listening. As always, uh, you can catch us on TikTok every day at Blake's underscore takes one. You can catch us on Twitch mostly every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. We try. Yeah, we try. (laughs) Just give us a follow. It'll it'll give you a notification when we go live. Uh, You can find us on Instagram as well. And I need to make a letterbox soon, actually. Yeah, you do. Need to make a letterbox. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just make sure to give us a follow on those other social media platforms. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. I'm your host, Blake, with me, my co-host, Garrett, and we will see you next time on Blake's Takes. See you guys.